Nouvelle Vague could be better defined. It's Flicks and That with Steve Newell. Welcome, Steve. Hey, hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You survived this wild weather? I've survived the wild weather. I've I've almost gotten over uh, being bummed out about laneway. No, I'm still bummed out about laneway. Yeah. We haven't even really talked about it. I mean, it just, man, it sucks. It really sucks. And here I am to um, re-traumatise everyone <laughs> with what's happened over the last few days by not only bringing up laneway, but also uh, opening the segment with a quick little update on Avatar The Way of Water, which is a, uh, an element that we're all thoroughly sick of after mm-hmm. the last mm. week. Yep. Um, but uh, sort of midway through Auckland's weather was uh, The Way of Water did uh, become New Zealand's top all-time grossing movie. Oh, there so, you go. a quick little... Uh, uh, well done, James. You Congrats. did it again. Congrats. Wow. How's it going uh, on the, he, the overall leader telly? Uh, worldwide, he now has three of the four biggest movies ever. So, okay. oh, let's give him another. Let's yeah, well, well done, James. <laughs> so on. he's broken even on this one? Remains to be seen, I think, probably. Yes. But uh, it's all heading in the right direction to okay. have 48 more Avatar movies or whatever it's, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, the, the the challenge will be what happens when we get put back in cinemas in two years' time with another one. Uh, it's, you know, it was, it was a while between drinks for Avatar, but certainly a huge step up in the way it looked from the first film. Um, but uh, presumably, we're not going to really see a big technological leap mm. from film to film. So it's going to come down to the storytelling, and let's talk about that in two years' time. Yeah, of course. Do you think this one's strong enough to pull everyone back to the cinema to, you know? I don't know blockbust again, blockbust once again. Uh, I think uh, like the, the the bells and whistles of the film do a huge part of it. Okay. Um. So yeah, wanting wanting to see that uh, technological edge of movie making, I think, is probably one of the film's strongest sells. So, mm-hmm. uh, if it's not going to have commensurate leaps every two years, then that might not behave quite as predicted. But who knows? Okay. We'll, we'll 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 save that crystal ball gazing. Mm for another time alright Steve now what has been on the telly at your house uh, on the telly at our house um, has been well last time I was in I talked about a bit of a comfort show um, the Muck and I cooking for the Myco house mm-hmm. mm. and this week it just really kind of shows what kind of a, a, a what kind of a time we've been living in where it's another comfort show I'm going to talk about today uh, which is a comedy series called Kunk on Earth oh <laughs> Brilliant! Oh, you see where I'm I, going. I, I'm glad that you're talking about this. Is it Phil, is it Philomena or yeah, it's Philomena Kunk. Yeah, Philomena Kunk, isn't she? She's the uh, her real life alter ego is Diane Morgan. She's a British <laughs> comedian who um, has been doing this character Philomena Kunk since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, she first turned up on Charlie Brooker's Weekly Wipe as yeah. one of the sort of like everyman commentators that would just react to certain things yeah. through a sort of a bit of a veil of. Um, not understanding, shall mm-hmm. we say? Mm-hmm. Um, and then her presence on that show kind of grew. She got uh, she got given an actual segment, and then more recently had a couple of standalone specials just with the Philomena Kunk character. What, what these really entail is this um, relatively modern tradition of 
subjecting experts in their fields to interviews by people playing complete fools. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the kind of comedy that you can mine from these sorts of things is just brilliant because the best things that can happen are, you know, your scientist getting exasperated mm-hmm. with the person that's uh, asking them stupid questions, mm. or maybe even better, agreeing with the stupid questions, not realizing they're stupid questions. Yes. Um, possibly, like, the least fun examples being when the guest kind of tries to like play along it's like no no you need a no you need a, a, a definitely like a straight ma- straight man comedian in this yeah. si- in this situation the, yep. the the line has to be clear but um there's a new five episode show on netflix um it did play in the uk maybe a year or so ago yeah um but uh, it's on netflix now and um philomena really just tries to take in everything in five episodes mm-hmm. um Episodes have got titles like In the Beginnings, Faith Off. I think Faith Off is my favourite. Faith Off. Uh, Wars of the Worlds. Um, And, uh, yeah, just really subjecting these um, academics, experts, scientists, uh, many degree holders, obviously, masters, PhD holders, Mm -hmm. just subjecting them to often inane questions. Um, I haven't come packing a whole bunch of quotes from Kunk on Earth, but uh, some of, just a few of the sort of favourite things of hers that she said to people before. When she talked to a theatre director about Shakespeare, she observed that she couldn't have stood for the entire length of a Shakespeare, <laughs> just to get a bit tired. And then when he tried to push back, saying that the audiences appreciated the idea of standing, she was like, who's told you that? <laughs> Presumably because one that did and, and anyway um, or our planet is changing and not in a good way like into a butterfly or into a good magic shoe <laughs> or just like other Greek inventions like thick yogurt sodomy and triangles democracy has taken the world by storm <laughs> she made uh, one particular guy quite annoyed when um, she asked uh, what would happen if we voted to end democracy <laughs> so that kind of Puts you on the path to to what you can expect from Philomena Kunk. So it's really in the, it's in the tradition of the Ali G's, yes, um, yeah, of yeah. Uh, Chris Morris's Brass Eye, of uh, Charlie Brooker's other work. Um, it's about ridiculing people who think they're clever, um, and uh, using stupidity as a vehicle to kind of tease out some really great uh, comedy reactions. Any sort of idea what the, her strike rate is like? Do they have to like hit multiple academics that d- have no idea who she is? It would just seem, you know, pretty tough. Yeah, she's got a bit and, of a profile and, now, and I don't think that's possible now. So, um, when, when we, I guess, like reflecting on some of the masters of the genre um, and everything that all the sort of hoops that Borat needed to jump through make to make that second film. Yes, I yeah. mean, and that's that's in a country where, sure, the first film was uh, a success in America, but. Still, you wouldn't necessarily think that Sasha Baron Cohen would be super recognisable, but yeah. but even even so, there that they had to take you know huge steps to uh, to make sure that he wasn't uh, recognised any more than any more than possible. Um, mm. In the UK, there's just no way that people wouldn't know who she is. I think yeah. that um, you're either completely ivory tower, don't know anything about popular culture, don't pay you don't watch to it. the BBC, yeah, but you don't yeah, pay exactly. your license so if you're, fee. If you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a familiar face on the BBC, quite how exactly, you can get yeah. in front of people, I don't know. 
um, without them having some kind of idea. Mm. Um, but uh, look, whether they're playing along or not, um, whether the, if they're just being good sports, they're doing a great job mm. at looking uh, confused. And let's face it, like if even if, I think even if even if we knew that we we're sitting down with a comedian, mm. and you put us in an interview format uh, with cameras and lights and uh, and a mic'd up, you're gonna absolutely do your best to um, not look like a fuckwit mm. and probably the best way to do that is to pretend the whole thing's real and just act accordingly yes um, anyway that's all for the viewers delight uh, the kunk, kunk on earth is on Netflix and um, yeah it's a uh, it's a comedy good time slightly less comfortable oh. um, this has been this was out for a little while I had a th- cinema release late last year and turned up on some rental platforms but I only just got to checking this out and immediately started um, recommending it to pals for a Friday night uh, beers and movie watch. Uh, it was a film called Project Wolf Hunting. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You, you, is Hunting Wolves funny, is it? I would have thought that kind of cruelty to animals would, wouldn't be wouldn't, like, wouldn't get a laugh. A title but, with that gets like two and a half stars from me right off the bat. Yeah. What's it about? Yeah, look. Uh, so this is a uh, Korean action film. Um, it follows a container ship that's heading back from the Philippines to Korea. Um, what happened is last time they tried to extradite a whole bunch of criminals, uh, it was a bloodbath. Mm. So they come up with this new idea that um, they're just going to lock them all in these rooms on a container ship and bring them back that way and everything will be sweet. And before you can say uh, Conair on a ship, um, everyone's uh, out of their cells and heaps of dudes are getting wasted in very violent ways mm. uh, this film has a, a classification of R18 high impact violence blood and gore shocking um, so if you like those things um, and I enjoy, I enjoy watching them not doing them but um, uh, I had a great time watching this film it's got some very cartoonish yet extremely bloody violence in it um, uh, definitely not shirking on the liters of liquid included in this film, um, and yeah, just found it a very satisfying action movie that just leans in a little bit harder than it needs to, and therefore is a joyous celebration of uh, the terrible things that can be done to a human body okay. for our entertainment. <laughs> a project, like... project wolf hunting. This is one for yeah, one for OTT action fans. Sorry, on Netflix. Uh, this is for rental, so rental. you can find this on Neon Rentals, Google, iTunes, Academy oh, on Demand. It's out there. I feel like we're going back to video nasties, aren't we? Oh, well, if we want that to be the segment, we could definitely do that, <laughs> do that each week. <laughs> well, now, Steve, was there anything else? That's me for today. Okay. We've had our Avatar news. Yep. We've put a really strong recommendation mm-hmm. in for Kunk on Earth. Kunk. Um, you might learn something. I'm feeling it. I reckon um, I can hit it. And, uh, and then for the action fans, um, check out Project Wolf Hunting. Mm. And look, I, I do concede the title does not sell the film. Yes. Um, <laughs> there is a way that wolves come into it, but it's a bit awkward and it's probably a bit of a spoiler so okay i'll leave you to discover that for yourself but um when the uh, shit hits the fan and there's uh, a whole bunch of people running around a container ship uh, some of them trying to murder each other it's really really fun so yeah nice. that's me that's the segment and i'll see everybody next week awesome thank Brilliant. you steve real orchards use star wipes that was flicks and that on 95 bfm